This is the training series, episode five, Memento Mori. So today's episode is a little bit of a continuation from one of the topics that was discussed in the episode with my guest, Jess St. John. I felt it was uh, kind of appropriately timed. Uh, So the reason that I'm deciding to do this episode today, it's based off of a quote on a poster that sits front and center in my gym. And I think from just putting it up, uh, I guess like last week, I swear it's improved my performance by about 20%. (laughs) It's a pretty good, (laughs) it's a pretty good little hack. Uh, But the quote says, uh, let each thing you would do, say or intend, be like that of a dying person. That comes from Marcus Aurelius. I'm assuming that quote is from Meditations. Uh, I have it on my bookshelf here uh, with a, a bookmark in the front page, so you know that, the, that that's the sign that the reading is going to commence very soon. <laughs> so hopefully I come across that quote within the, uh, within the book itself. Uh, now, that being said, uh, Memento Mori, it's kind of something... That gets, I feel like a lot of people have heard that, uh, maybe not know what it means, but at the very least have heard that, uh, that phrase. It's very common amongst the Stoics. And I remember, I don't really even know when this was, but I remember one of the things that you kind of hear every now and then, whether it's on a podcast or TV show or something, is uh, that Julius Caesar used to have a guy whose sole purpose was to go up to him and say, oh, remember, you're going to die one day. I don't know if that's true, uh, but that's just something that I've heard just in the stratosphere that is conversation uh, over <laughs> over the last little while. Uh, now, what we're talking about, and at least the the focus that I take or the perspective that I take from that quote, um, sure, you, you can... I guess you can kind of think of it as, okay, we are all going to die one day. Okay, spoiler alert. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Um, But really what the purpose of that quote is to say is to live in the present moment, to appreciate the fullness of the present moment. Uh, And I guess the way that I feel about it really is tied in with gratitude. It's that grateful feeling. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that in a moment, but just to, we'll just kind of address this, this death thing, this, this small thing, you know, <laughs> so let's talk about that right now. Um, I think there's this fallacy, um, as, as mortal beings and, you know, we, we sit around and we can think about things and we can think about thinking and we can think about the future. And one of the things that will come up is, uh, I think this, this idea that, uh, death is something that is in front of us. Um, it's something that we approach. It's a destination. Um, when in reality that, isn't really the case. Um, all time that passes belongs to death. So it's not necessarily in front of us. It's behind us. It's all around us. Um, as I'm recording this episode, it's Monday, September 4th, 2023. 
never going to have this moment again. As soon as this day is, is done, it now belongs to this thing that we call death. Um, we're dying every single day, right? We're living every single day, but we're dying every single day as well. Um, it's not that we're moving towards it. It's just, it's part of us. It's part of life. It's part of what we're doing. Um, and I think it's just understanding that now, okay. In, in saying that, that can actually be kind of distressing depending on who you are. <laughs> you might hear that and go, oh man, this, this doesn't sound so good. You know, this, this unknown about, you know, not knowing when it's going to happen or how or whatever. Um, and I think really the, the distressing thing for, for people is not so much how, but when it's, it's time, um, where that, that really is the focus. And it's kind of funny. Cause like, uh, there's this really Mark Twain, he was kind of, kind of a funny guy, right? Um, he has this little quote about, uh, you know, about this very thing where he says that worrying is like paying a debt you don't owe. Right. And it's, it, and it's, and with the Stoics, they, they really share this idea about you can't control what you can't control. Well then don't, why is it even registering? Like there, there, there really is absolutely no need to pay any attention or give any amount of energy to something that you have absolutely no control over. It's just, it's just not as, it's not a good way of being. Um, cause you have to remember too, what you focus on focus is a choice, attention, focus, however you want to describe it. It's a choice. And by deciding to focus on one thing, you are, in fact, choosing to not focus on virtually the infinite amount of things that you could be thinking about, right? And so to focus your attention on something that you have absolutely no control over is ridiculous because it not only is taking your focus, you're, you're putting your focus towards something that you have no no contention with anyway, uh, but you're taking it away from the things that you actually do have control over. Uh, so in many ways, you're taking away that joy um, away from yourself of, of living because now you're not really living. Now you're just worrying. And that's there's really not much fun in that. I don't know. Um, and so where I feel that this quote has helped me uh, with my training <laughs> is that anytime I'm sore and anytime I'm tired and you're kind of, you're in the pain zone, uh, I look at that quote and it just reminds me that I have a very limited amount of time that I can do this stuff. The, the training for the, the records that I'm training for, um, which uh, just we'll just do a very quick tangent right now, um, just because it seems to fit very well here, which is that I am not publicly saying what records I am currently training for. Uh, the reason for that is, well, basically anybody with an internet connection can listen to this episode uh, and hear the things that I am planning. And so I just want to maintain the tactical high ground. And I just don't want to be saying publicly what it is that I'm doing privately. I'm telling everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> so it's not, not necessarily a secret. Uh, it's just a tactical choice. I, I just don't want that knowledge made public just yet. Uh, the records I am training for are going to happen around May or June of 2024. And I will have a much better idea in the new year. Once an official date is set, 
um, probably well, probably about six weeks away or a month away uh, where I will then say, okay, this is how you can stream it and this is how you can come in and view it if you're in person. Um, so all that information will be made public once the tactical high ground is uh, maintained. So anyway, quick tangent on that. So when it comes to this quote and what it is that we're talking about, um, it's basically to live accordingly to the fact that this is going to end one day. So no matter how much, uh, and actually not even one day, it's actually coming up pretty quick for me, which will be uh, in May or June. Once that day comes, uh, that's it for me. There is going to be no more uh, training for pull-ups and chin-ups or and push-ups. It, it's done. Um, obviously, I can still train for the fun of it. You you do it for your mental health. You do it for a hobby. You just something to do. It's just you know it's it's enjoyable um, to a degree. <laughs> um, so you can obviously continue to train, but this idea that oh I get to train for world uh, world records. It's not going to happen. Um, and it really just, it, it centers me in a way where I appreciate the value of the present moment. As much as it may hurt and my hands are stinging and I'm sweating and I'm tired of blah, blah, blah. Really just appreciate that there is going to come a time where you're going to miss this. You know, you're going to look back and, and you're going to miss this. And I don't want to have that feeling. I don't want to have that feeling of regretting, man, you know, I really should have taken that in. I really should have appreciated this. I shouldn't have taken it for granted, despite the negative, right? I mean, okay, does it feel great to have your hands cut open? No, but also kind of, it kind of does because it, it's a direct, direct proof that the work that I just put in, uh, my body paid a price, but I executed the mission and I followed through and I got the job done. So as much as it may sting, I don't know. That's all of just a matter of perspective as well and how you decide to shape that for yourself. Uh, I know for myself, um, at least in my final year of university, I think I really did appreciate it. But the previous couple of years, I didn't appreciate it all that much, mostly just because you're young and dumb and, you know, you don't really have, a, I certainly was very far away from understanding, uh, or not like I even really have that much of an understanding, but at least appreciating uh, what the hell memento mori means and what that feels, you know, what that feels like uh, when you appreciate it for, for what it is. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's okay. I mean, at least now I don't really necessarily regret not fully appreciating it at that period of time. You know, it's just the natural progression of life. You, you kind of, you know, it takes a little while to mature and get your head on straight and figure out what the hell it is that you're doing. Um, but I just think that looking back at anything with regret, whether it's a relationship or uh, an experience that you had, a vacation, I mean, it can be kind of trivial things too, right? It doesn't, you know, this idea that, you know, let each thing you would do, say or intend be like that of a dying person. It, it doesn't have to be this really huge, um, oh, I got to just appreciate the fullness of all of life right now. If you do, great. Sounds kind of fun. Uh, but it can just be small things too, right? I mean, I, I think that's the 
I know at least when you kind of get into the social media stuff and you start paying a little too much attention to that, everything is so big and so grandiose and ugh, it's just gross, you know? Um, and so I think there's a tendency to, well, if I can't appreciate the wholeness of what it is that's going on, then it's not even worth doing, right? And I don't think that's the case. You can find tremendous joy and appreciation for very small things. And actually, there is something to be said for the smaller it is, the greater the appreciation, because you have to hone your focus in that much more to bring your attention on that which is very small. Uh, you know, so there's something to be said for that. But ultimately, at least for myself, I really do find that this, uh, and it's kind of a cool poster itself too, um, but at least getting to read the that quote, it just reminds me, it, it's sort of the, to me, when I see it, it's the equivalent of just taking a few deep breaths. It just refocuses, uh, it, just, it gives me an opportunity to refocus internally on what it is that I'm trying to do. And I can go, yep, that's right. Because there's going to be a time where I don't even have the option to do this, right? Right now I have the option. The time is now. And each moment belongs to death. It's just taken, right? It's just taken it one step at a time, right? And I think you can kind of, when you, when you appreciate the fullness of a moment, I don't think death is really taking it, more like you're giving it to it with a handshake. You know what I mean? Like it, it's sort of this transaction where it's not being taken from you, but it's, I mean, whether you give it to it or not, doesn't matter, right? So that's kind of why it's, I think you can think of it more as a transaction where it's like, okay, you're gonna take this from me, okay, but you know, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to give it to you in the form of appreciating this gift of right now and taking it all in. Um, and I don't know, you know, I, I think just doing so, I think you're going to find a lot more um, peace with that. You know, at least for myself, I, I as much as I am a little bit um, worried about, and I already have an exit plan. So I already know what's going to happen after the records are done. Um, as you know, personally and professionally, in so far as you are able to plan that far ahead, of course. Um, but I have I have an exit strategy. I, I do know pretty much what's going to happen. Um, and even with that, there is a part of me that still is a little bit um, worried or scared about, man, what's it going to feel like to not have this anymore? And the way that I combat that is exactly what that quote is just appreciating it for all that it's worth in this present moment and being so grateful for it and, um, you know, making that transaction, <laughs> that handshake, you know, I kind of like that, that visual, actually, it's a very interesting, um, as I'm thinking of that right now, it's an interesting visual to think about that, the just shaking, the shaking of hands, one with gratitude, uh, given towards death as it takes, uh, as it takes more time. You know, it's pretty interesting. Um, so anyway, before we go too much further down the rabbit hole, appreciate the present moment, appreciate what you got going on, appreciate the people around you and do it with the fullness and, and the, uh, awareness that, you know, death is taking time away from all of us. So embrace it and enjoy it while you can still do it. So 
Thank you very much. That wraps up today's episode, and we will continue this series on Friday. Thank you very much.